Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's all streaming now on Hulu. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I had a G-string the size of a jump rope. Let me tell you. <laughs> it, it was actually breathtaking because when I put it on, it actually took my breath. But look, <laughs> I had fun doing it, man. You know what I'm saying? All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice. Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, Shannon Sharp. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay. And the guy that's stopping by today for a conversation on the drink is one of my favorites. He's a multidimensional comedian, actor, author. In his bio, it says he's a Krispy Kreme connoisseur. He's the rock stunt double. In the business for over 35 years, he's the mayor of comedy, the legend, the homie from Atlanta now. But if you really know, you know, you got Cascade Road, you got College Point, you got East Point, you got Doug, and then you got the Swats. But this man is from none of those. He's from the bluff. My homie, the big homie, Brew, Brew. What's up, player? How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. How you been? I'm going to be, I feel so sexy today. You feel sexy? Oh, my God. This is so sexy to me. What is it? Is it L.A.? I mean, leaving a, the A, coming to L.A, that's what makes you feel sexy? I just feel sexy, man. You know, like like when I used to strip. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when I was stripping, the reason I stopped, the church members came down so hard. They came on, on you? Oh, my. But they was at the show. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was getting it to them, though. You I was get, getting it to them. You getting it to them? I had a G-string the size of a jump rope. Let me tell you. <laughs> it, it was actually breathtaking because... When I put it on, it actually took my breath. But look, <laughs> I had fun doing it, man. You know what I'm saying? Man, man look here. You, like I said, I used to come see you all the time. All the time. Uptown comedy. Yeah. You don't have a problem making fun of yourself when it comes to weight. No, wow, man. No, I just, I just can't, man. Because, and then when I do make fun of myself and I do see a big dude out there, I'm gonna make fun of both of us. Right. He don't realize it's really about him. Right. But when yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, him, right? it's really on him. Right. You know, I'm a big dude. You know, I, I being a believe I work out. Believe it or not, man. I don't. You know, I don't know what's happening, but ain't nothing happening. But I do work. Out. <laughs> I gotta train. I do everything. But we have fun. But 
you just got to be comfortable within yourself and and believe in yourself because most big people won't even go anywhere because they big. Right. You know what I'm saying? They won't go to church because they'll sit there and look at it on the internet. But get out and do something. I don't care about you, but get up and walk. Right. I, get, I do everything. I'm, right. I'm, 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 I got to the age, I got grandkids, you know, and I just, man, I just be everywhere with them, man. But at one point in time, you were heavier, you yeah. lost the weight, mm -hmm. and then you you rebounded and got it back. I so, got it back. Some, somehow it came back. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> so, so why did you lose the weight to start with? Just, just doing to see can I do it. See if you can do it. And I'm gonna do it again. Um, when I'm gonna do it again. I'm doing it now, man. Um, <laughs> I am for real. I just got to cut out you know the Snickers and 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 the Hershey's with almonds. Yeah. You know, but other than that, but I'm not a um a junk eater that much. Right. I I, I, I love vegetables. I tried vegan. It didn't work, man. It's too much sugar and vegan. You it, you be eating that vegan food. You the, they give you chicken. That it tastes like chicken. No, it don't. It do not taste like chicken. <laughs> It tastes like some fruit with some sugar on it. You know what I'm saying? And you done fried it and tried to make it look like chicken. Right. So you just got to do the right thing. You know, eat the vegetables. You got to eat your salads. And then you got to be careful with salad dressings because most salad dressings is full of sugar. Right. You got to use low calorie. I had to learn all that. You know, because the only thing black people eat is French dressing. That's yeah. all we had in our French. We right. didn't know nothing about no blue cheese. No flour. None of that. French dressing. That's it. And it got more sugar. It's like ketchup. It got more sugar than right. anything. So... You have to learn these things as you go along on how the most important thing is going to the doctor. And then the doctor will educate you. Look, we right. need to cut this out. Right. Because I go. I don't like to go, but I go. Right. I do. I don't like to go, but I go. So you go to the doctor. Yeah. And the doctor says, Bruce, you're a little on the heavier side. Mm -hmm. We need you to lose 50. We need you to mm -hmm. lose 100 pounds over, say, the next year and a half. Okay. I do it. I do it. And I got a female doctor. She don't play no games. She don't play no game. But it seems like she want to check me every time I go in for this prostate thing. You know, right. I mean, look, man, I got a problem with that finger. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and, you know, and we don't, she, the way she do it, we ain't, she ain't asked me how to eat or nothing. She just, <laughs> you know, go in it and then she, oh, yeah, yeah, that feel good. That feel, I, then she twists her hand go around. I said, wait a minute. If if you put both hands on my shoulder, it's going to be a problem. It's gonna, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> It's gonna be a problem in this room. I said, but uh, but she said it feel good, and she told me what it was. Right. Cause I asked questions, and she said I be feeling for lumps, pilots, right. and yeah. she said smooth, and I like right. when it's smooth. smooth. I said okay, long. I said cause I thought it was something. Else. You back to holler, oh yeah, this feel good. I say this don't feel good to me now. Like, this is pressure. And then they put so much gel. Right. Oh my God, I get to the counter, man. Look, I, I'm I'm loosening. I, I can't even stand straight. Come on. My butt's so loose. <laughs> Look here, I'm, they think I'm up there counter hunching. The people sitting, in, you know, waiting on the seat. Wait, yeah, I'm not hunching. I'm trying to move that jail from back. I thought I had them got it all out, you know. <laughs> then I get in the car and I just slide down the seat, man. So much jail, but it's important to go. Right. I, you know, I didn't like to go on, and I tell every man now, you know, I'm 60 years old. Man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you got to go. Things how, change in your body. How long did it take you to get comfortable with being this? Have you always? I, I didn't even realize it. You know, like I, I was so active. I'm still so active now. I didn't realize I got big until one time. Uh, my daughter said, uh, "Daddy, she seen a picture. Say, who's that leaning on the back of your car?" And in the picture I was leaning on. I said, "That's me." And I, I didn't realize I was that big. You, right. know, you know what I'm saying? Right. And she, it kind of brought something to my attention, and that's what made me just start watching with everything that I do, man. You know. But I'm I'm good. You you healthy, you feel good. Yeah, healthy, feel good. Were you a big kid? No, not at all. You used to call me Lil Bruce. 
Lil Bruce, man, I used to mess with everybody. See, when I was a kid, see, kids don't know how to have fun. I had fun. Right. You know, when I was 10 years old, 11 years old, little bitty dude, dudes be on the corner trying to sing. You know, everywhere you go, somebody, ooh, I used to run between them and slap off for them. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I want them to run at me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they'll beat me up, but I didn't care. They didn't beat me up to hurt me. They just right. beat me up. But I didn't care because they knew it. They said, oh, here come Bruce. We know something happened. Right. And um, as a kid, I was just looking. When I graduated high school, I was gorgeous. Drop dead gorgeous. Drop dead. Yes, sir. Drop yeah. dead gorgeous. You knew you were going to be a movie star. Oh, my God. You know what? I didn't know what I was going to do. Right. I knew I had to help my mother. Right. And I was, my mother, uh, we, I was the only child she ever had. Mm-hmm. And we, we just, I'm not going to tell you we was homeless. We weren't homeless. I'm not going to tell that story. Everybody tell the story. I was, we went home. We just lived in the hood, didn't have nothing. And we just had to make do. So I'm thinking when I got out of high school, I had to make sure we was okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I knew my mother was going through something. She didn't tell me, but when she sit up in that apartment and just sit there all day, all day, she was going through right. something. You know, but I understood that, and I just helped my mother, and then God just made a way. When when you were growing up, what did you want to be? Did you play sports? Did, I mean, uh, every I did everything. Play sports. I joined everybody. Everything I did, I joined everybody. Right. Everything. And when I'm going to football field, I'm joining somebody. Right. Basketball field, I'm joining somebody. Right. I got beat up. I had a girl beat me down. I didn't. Care. I did. I had a girl I beat you down, Bruce. Because I told her she had a ponytail about that long. Look, look. <laughs> And they had a rubber band around it. How? So I walked behind. I say, how did they do that? <laughs> she say, do what? I said, make that little oxtail right there. <laughs> that girl said, I'm going to kick your tail. And man, I said, you ain't going to do nothing. Man, that girl beat me down. I was laughing, but I didn't care. Right. And then she made me her boyfriend. She said, you're going to be my boyfriend. So I had to be her boyfriend and carry her books every day. After she don't beat you down. After she don't beat me down. I mean, she put them hands on me too. Right. But I didn't care. Right. So you played sports. Were you? So you said you joined everybody. So you always were funny. Always. Is that how you made friends? Uh, yeah, I was always funny. I had an uncle, man. Okay. My uncle was a, he was a baker. He taught me how to cook years ago. He was about five, two, five, one, about this way, like Humpty Dumpty. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to teach you I'm going to stick with you for the rest of your life. He was the funniest man I ever met in my life. Okay. He was so funny. And and he make wedding cakes for people. And um, people come over and say, we want to get married and everything. And they pick out a wedding cake. And he'll look at him and say, why the hell y'all want to get married? Right. You know, like he's trying to talk about it, but he right. was joking. Right. But at the same time, he was serious. serious. You know what I'm saying? He said, well, I'm going to make this cake for you. You know, do it. He was the baddest dude. He used to go by the name of the sweet bread man. Okay. And um, he was a bad dude, man. And he was just the funniest dude I ever know. And that's who I kind of mimic after right. my uncle because he raised me. Right. My dad left when I was five. And my uncle said, you ain't got to worry about your dad. You got old uncle. Right. And I never thought about my dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever reconnect with your I father? I did when I was 40. I found him when I was 40. Was he in A? He was in A. He was in A. He was a, I knew he was ex-military. He was in the uh, Air Force and he mm-hmm. was a medic. And then when I found him, he was an anesthesiologist. He was a doctor. Okay. And um, we, 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 we connect and I, he, he was on the defense. You know, when I met him, he was on the defense. I met him down at Gladys Chicken and Waffle. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And he he looked like he was just ready to, for me Whatever I was going to throw at him, he was ready. Right. I said, man, how you doing? Good to see you. I just Did he know who you were? He knew exactly who I was. Okay. And I said, I just want to see you. I said, I got three kids. You got three grandkids. So I came at him in a way. He okay, thought you came like, at him. Yeah, he thought you I was going to You the whole situation. Oh, man, yeah. And then I could see him just getting relieved. He just, he said, man, I'm so proud of you. I don't know what to right. do, man. I said, I just wanted to see you, man. I just wanted to see right. Didn't want nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he was cool. And I stayed in touch with him till he passed, he passed away about... um Maybe see, mother's been dead 13. He's been dead about 17 years. Mm-hmm. And I, I connected with him, right. and we was cool. 
The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHANNON. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code SHANNON only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Yeah. High school, you join and you play sports. When did you realize that comedy was going to be your ticket out? Let me tell you this. I got a job. I used to always be in a restaurant. And I was a young manager, man. I was 18 years old. We're not surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was a bad dude. <laughs> but I can cook like a monkey. Oh, you throw you? Oh, yeah. I could throw down. What? Yes, sir. Not only can I eat, I can cook it. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I was 18. I hired this guy. Okay. I never forget this. That's why I be telling people, when you believe in God, God will put people in place mm -hmm. for you. I hired this guy. And... um Older guy, he said he used to work for the company years ago. It was a barbecue restaurant. Okay. So I'm in the kitchen clowning. I'm in there with the dishwasher. I'm clowning. I'm the, I'm the manager, youngest manager. He kept staring at me. He used to look at me all the time. And I said, what's wrong? He said, you need to go on stage. Like that. I'm like, go on stage. He said, I'm telling you. So he said, I'm going to bring you something tomorrow. He brought me an album. Mm -hmm. And it was him. He was a comedian. What? And, and he was a comedian with another guy. He went by Reverend Mew. Another guy went by Dr. Arrowhead, and it was called Reverend Mule and Dr. Arrowhead. And the name of the album was called So You Want to Know Baseball. And Mule was standing there with a tree in his hand like a baseball bat. Right. And Arrowhead was in the catcher's position. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm telling you, he was ex-Navy. He said, don't waste your life. He said, you can get away from this. He said, you need to go on stage. And I, that's when I knew it was time for me to make some And he wrote my first set for me. Really? He wrote my first set. And his name was Reverend Mule, but his real name was Willie Dismuke. And I'm talking about extremely funny. He said, don't stay around this restaurant. He's going to say, he said, you're going to be on and off a plane. He said, I can see it already. And, I, and my life is here. So you, were you nervous? Of course. I'm, I'm nervous now, Shannon. Really? Oh, I'm nervous when I go on now. But once I hit that stage. Something happened. Oh, my God. Something just clicked in my mind. I just enjoy performing in front of people and making people laugh. Some people, a lot of people, you're not going to please. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially when you change your style a little bit. Right. You change your style. Ooh, people get mad. A lady got mad at me in Fort Lauderdale uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm, I, but I did. We reached out and I apologized. I said, right. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Right. You know, so I'm sorry, but she was fine. And she just, I think she just wanted me to give her some free. So where was the first one? What was it like when you got up there for the very first time? You say you're nervous. Did you like, man, I, I sure hope they don't boo. I hope they like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you go through that, man. When I first started going on stage, I was going to a comedy club in Atlanta called the Comedy Act Theater. Okay. It was on Peachtree and 8th. They done built condos there now. Mm -hmm. And it was, they had this host there. He never, ever liked me. Okay. You know, he looked at me when he first saw me. He just didn't like, he never would put me up. We had to come in. You sign a list, one through ten. Right. You do five minutes each, and then the uh, feature come up, then the headliner. Right. And they'll be like, hey, we'll be here all week. Right. So I signed number four. Okay. He skipped over me. Every every week. This went on for like six months. He skipped over me. I went to him. I said, hey, man, I come here every week and sign the list. Why don't you put me up? Now, I'm working a job. I'm working at Frito-Lay Potato Chip. Right. Driving the truck down there. Then supposed to drive the truck down there. <laughs> I got the truck parked out in front of the comic club. 
Because my car was broke. Right. And Doug Karen said, I don't know who driving that potato chip truck out there. They going to fire your ass. You know? Oh, DC, DC. Oh, DC. <laughs> and um, this dude never would put me up, man. I went to him like a man. I said, man, you never put me up. What's wrong, man? Yeah, man, what's up, man? Everybody come in. He just brushed me off. Right. I said, look, am I going to have to go to the man on you? Because I'm coming to you as a man. So what he did, he waited till they put the 10 comedians up, then the featured in the headliner. The featured headliner did about five minutes each. Right. Then he said, everybody got ready to go. He said, hey, we got this fat dude coming up here. Oh, come on, dude, bro. Oh, my God. I said, wait a minute. He said, he got honey buns in his pocket. All ah! He's killing me when I came on stage. <laughs> he killing me, right? And so I, I go, I say, hey, I, I walk into the stage. I say, everybody, don't leave, don't leave. It's like 400 people now. Right. They came back and sat down. Right. And he used to go by this name of the chocolate hippie. Yeah. And, um. And uh, I say, hey, man, because nobody would never join him back. Right. He always joined him back. But I challenged him. I came, I said, man, you know, um, you go by the chocolate hippie. I said, well, I'm looking at you. I'm from this bluff right here on Bank here. You like a chocolate sissy to me. Ah! Right and they go like, whoa, because nobody had never, challenged. ever challenged him. Okay. And I got on. And so I went on stage, and this dude um, came up and said, man, look at this fat dude. He in the front row. Yeah. I say, man, is that shirt silk or you ironed it too much? <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that was a joke. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this dude is funny. Right. So then I, st I went into the truck drive. I do a truck driver that can't read. Right. I used to do church jokes about preachers. You know, this first, like I told you, this comedian that wrote for me, he he wrote a joke about a pigeon, a midget up under the pulpit reading for the preacher. Right. And the preacher couldn't read, so the midget would read for him. Right. And I did that joke and I ripped it. And from then on, Hey man, it was it was it was really good. Then he come when I get off stage, he gonna come at yeah man. I'm gonna tell you man. You're really funny, man. I said, look, man, let's clear something up. I said, let's clear something up. I said, you don't like me and I don't like you. I said, the only thing I want you to do, just respect me. When I come and sign the list, just put me up. Right. It's just that simple. I ain't got to be your friend, but I just want to go up. I'm just, but I could have easily walked away, Shannon. Right. I could have easily walked away and said, you know what? Forget this. Right. I ain't going to be no comedian. But I had that tunnel vision, man. I said, I'm going to do this. Right. And I knew it was for me. When I went on stage that first time, I knew that's where I should have been my whole entire life. So when you, how old were you when you... Oh my gosh, Shannon, was I, I think I I was married to my first wife. You know, she was putting me through. She said, You'll never make it. Huh? She said, You'll never She make doubted it. you? Yeah, she said, You'll never. I said, Girl, I see you on TV. I said, If you ever see me waving, I'm waving at you. I used to tell her that. <laughs> yeah, man. Right. But you can't let people dictate your life. You can't, you ain't got to accept what people tell you. Right. You understand know what I'm right. saying? So I, I I went up and uh, but when I was going up, she came down to see me one time. Some people ain't laughing at you. They laughing at you because you fat. I said, no, they're not. They laughing at my jokes. You right. know what I'm saying? But it didn't work out with us. And and that's good. We got three kids. They're very grown now. Right. Very grown kids. They, I love them. And I had to move on. What was it like when you got that very first laugh, your own stage? Oh, my God. Is that, is that the drug? Is that the high that you chased from that, that moment on? Yes, sir. That was the high, man. I mean, and yeah, I thought about it all night. You know, when you get that first laugh when I got home, like, right. Oh my God, oh my God. It was so good. So what I started doing, I started taping myself. Bought a little tape recorded Radio Shack. Didn't have no money. Right. And just started listening to it. And I'm, I'm driving a Frito-Lay truck and I'm, I'm critiquing myself. Right. And I'm listening to what people laugh at in the hardest. Right. So I know how to go with the joke right. and take my voice up. Right, down. right, right, you know right. What I'm and I look at and I listen to it. And so I used to let this um, lady at a convenience store listen to her. Her name was Carol. She was from up north. She said, you're funny. And she was a white lady. And she, mm -hmm. she said, you're very funny. And she said, I like the joke about such. She said, but do this, do that. And she was helping me. Right. And every time I go down on stage every week, everybody said, man, what, you got a joke machine at home? Or right. Something? I said, no, man, I'm just reviewing everything right. I do to try to make it better. Right, right, better right. And better. 
you know, and it was it just worked out, man. And things just started happening. Things just started happening, man. And it, and it's been really good for me. So, cadence is to set up the cadence in which you get ready to deliver. Mm-hmm. You raise your voice, melt, and then you bam, kill them. And see, people got on the stage. You're delivering your character. It's just how you deliver a joke. I can t- say a joke right here, and I can say like, man, you need your ass kicked. People are like, I said, but if you get, you need your ass kicked. Yeah. So if I put that emphasis on it, right? People are, like, oh my god, you know. So you just got to know when to use it and how to use it. In order to learn that, you got to be on stage, right? You got to be on stage right. to listen to the crowd, right? Because most people, most comedians go by, uh, <clears throat> how many women in there? Any, any women in there? Right. Because they want to do their best. Um, you know, having sex with a girl joke, something like that. It don't matter. If it's funny, it's funny. It's funny. Right. People gonna laugh. Right. No matter how you look, you can be the ugliest dude in the world. Right. If you're funny, people gonna laugh. So growing up in the neighborhood, you like, okay, I wanna do something, I wanna help my mom. Did you know what you wanted to do to help your mom? You just knew you wanted to do something. Yeah, I knew I had to do something, man, to help her. And one thing I just did the very best I could, and um I wanted to quit my job. Okay. Working at Frito Lay, you know. You know, you sell a bag and eat three bags. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and everybody, man, because black people are so stuck on a good job. Right. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. You got why a good you, job? Why you want to leave? And I quit that good job. Good job. My aunt took it to the Lord and prayed, Lord Jesus, he get ready to quit that good job. I said, in the morning. I said, I'm quitting. <laughs> in the morning. But my mother said something to me that made so much sense. Okay. She said, if you quit your job, you can always get another job. Right. I didn't think of it like that. Right. She said, you're not no dummy. You got, and when I quit, I tell you when I quit, Wait. Shannon and I, I took a 30-day leave of absence. I had to use a strategy. Right. Because I just couldn't quit. I'd say, I'm t- I say, I got approved for my 30-day leave of absence, and I was transferring my truck to my supervisor. Okay. And he said, man, man, let me ask you, you coming back. I said, I want you to look at me real good. I said, next time you see me, I'll be on TV. I said, no, I'm not coming back. Right. And I had $20 in my pocket, mm-hmm. and I had $30 in the credit union. I told my buddy, I said, come get me. Stop me by the bank machine. I'm going to get you $20 out, and you just drop me off. He said, okay. We go by the bank machine. I get the $20 out. I gave him the $20, and my beeper went off. Back then, see, young kid, I'm running Dude, by the yeah. My beeper went off. Dude called me and said, man, where you working at this week? I said, I'm working for you. I ain't never looked back. Wow. I ain't never looked back. It's been great for me, man. And I have helped so many comedians. When you write, Bruce, when you're writing a set, how do you go about sitting uh, 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 down and like, okay, whether you got 30 minutes, 45 minutes, normally you headline a lot, so you're probably going to do somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes. Yeah. How do you go about sitting down writing that set? Actually, I don't do it. I just freestyle it. I go on stage and do it. So the only person I know can really sit down and write is Don D.C. Curry, one of the best writers I've ever met and been friends with for the last 35, 40 years. Right. He can sit down and write it, man. But me, I go on stage and I just work it out. Really? I go, yeah, I just go work it out. I think of something in my head, but then I go on stage and just work it out. You know, like like I was telling my sister-in-law the other day how I had to use the bathroom. Right. You know, I had to, I had to took a laxative, and then I went and got me a smoothie with almond milk in it and almond milk make you go player you know what i'm saying <laughs> and i'm getting close to the house and i couldn't I, hey i couldn't hold it I mean, right. i'm 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 breathing like i'm pregnant <laughs> i'm trying to keep it together you know what i'm saying and then, when i get to the house 
You know, you hit the go, go, go. They were laughing, and then you got that little ding. That's all you got. You first, you go, go, go. I'm holding on to the walls and everything. Then that little ding. That's all that comes. So like that, I can I can milk it. Right. I can make a joke out because it's fun. It's real life. Right. So is that, what, is that what comedians do? They yeah. take real life situations Absolutely. and make them funny. Absolutely. But man. the thing is, though, but Bruce, I'm, I'm listening at you and you say, well, I don't write anything down. I just like, you memorize things that have happened to you maybe that day, maybe that week, mm -hmm. maybe that month, and you go up and you's like, okay, here, I go, I go do it, man. It's either going to work or it's not, but you can make it work. Now what I do, I kind of, I forget stuff sometimes, so I record on my phone. I'm right. like, um, racist dude in Ralph grocery store. Right. And when I say that and I hear it, I know where to go with it. Right. You know, because, you know, in the South, you know, you're from the South. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of racism, and racism is stupid. Right. You know, I mean, I went to buy a bus one time. Look at the bus. A white guy said, well, you know, uh, I don't have the key to the bus. I said, but you call him. You, this is your life. He did not want to show it to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? But did, right then I knew, you know, we need to go and exit and go somewhere. I'm not right. going to argue with this dude because he's stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? And racism it's nothing that's in you. It's something that's taught to you. To you. And it's nothing. <clears throat> like, like when I was in a restaurant years ago, just real quick, I had a manager named Jerry Fowler. He had, had like the Oak Ridge boys, you know, mm -hmm. Jordash, members on the jacket, cowboy boots. You know that cowboy mm -hmm. boots? I do. He had a little son. Him and my son was the same age. And he was a white guy. And his son and my son got along so well. Right. And they didn't see color. They saw two friends. So... His son get home one night and say, Daddy, can I ask you something? He said, Antoine. Antoine is my son. He said, is that my cousin? Because he didn't know. Right. But he knew they got along. He said, no, that's not your cousin. That's your soul, brother. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And because we need to twi quit Teach. teaching our kids this racism because when they grow up, they learn the truth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why you can get a white baby and a black baby right now, put them in the room, they'll play all day. Thank right. their cousins. Right. Until that redneck coming out, get that baby out of here. Don't you bring him in here no more. And I mean that. The black baby like, why y'all taking my cousin? <laughs> right. So people are people. You just got people got to understand it's bad and good in every race of right. people. So where where are you on um? Because a lot there have been a lot about joke stealing. Oh my God, I see it all the time. If if I if somebody steals someone's joke, and I see them, I know who they got it from. That's that's how long I've been in the business. That's right. how I um sometimes I had to remind comedians of their jokes they ain't did in a long time. Right. Like Arne S J funny. Jump around. I said, Arne S, you don't do that joke no more. But I said, he said, Man, I forgot about that joke. Like that, you right. know. I said, start back doing it. It's funny. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause he used to do a joke about um somebody smelling real bad. Right. You know, and uh you're like, damn, what the fuck you didn't wash your hands? You know right. what I'm saying? And and then he saw it and uh he went and did it. He, he did all race of people. He did like a redneck. Then he did a uh, a Spanish dude. Then he did an African dude. Right. And he walked up to the African dude. He said, is it you or is it me? You know, because <laughs> right, right, right. he didn't know right. which one of them stay. Right. And he brought that back. And it's funny. Right. Because a lot of comedians, they get they get tired of the joke, but everybody hadn't saw the joke. Right. You know what I mean? So.
Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Don't miss the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, set in feudal Japan. Shogun tells the story of one warrior in the fight of his life as a mysterious European ship arrives in Japan. Catch FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. The Veil is a globetrotting game of truth and lies between two women with thousands of lives hanging in the battle. And crime fans, don't miss the all-new series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and is waiting for you on Hulu. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady. Of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. They just need to keep doing it. What about now, though, Bruce? You used to tell a joke. And you could tell that joke damn near for a year. Yes. Because there was no social media and they only saw you when you came to that town. Absolutely. Now with social media, you basically got to put flip that joke weekly because Ooh. everybody is, ta- they table your set when you come there. Yeah. And the internet is going to pick up everything. So you told that joke last week, get a new joke. And it was crazy. It could be that one person. Yep. Just say, I heard that before. And, and and it's not the same joke, it's just something that was similar to it. Right. And they'd be like, yeah, he did say that before. And they'd just jump on the right. bandwagon. Right. But the thing with social media, with these new comedians, what I want to encourage them to do, I know you're funny on the internet and everything, but have more than you see on social media. Right. Have more than that five minutes. Right. Because when people come out and see you, they want to see 35, 40 minutes. And a lot of comedians, they can do 35, 40 minutes, but are you funny that whole entire time? Right. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of them have got on them, like like Country Wayne, he started out and he's doing very well. Right. And his show is very good, and I'm proud of him. But a lot of them just got that 10 minutes. Right. And that's that. When you come out and see him, you're like, that's it. On social media? Wait a minute, what, what? we spent money for this? Right. You know, so... We just got to keep creating. Right. You know, all you do is watch the news. I knew, I knew a comedian, he'll read the paper. Before you do a show, he'll read the paper and just do everything he just read in the paper. Every time. Right. That's how great he was. Right. You know, and I worked with some of the greats, Ruth Ray Moore, mm-hmm. you know, 
And um, a lot of young people don't know about it. You know, Bernie Mac. Bad Bernie. Uh, oh, my God. Um, Ronaldo Ray, who was my mentor right. on BET Comedy. Right. He helped me do a lot. You know, I do a joke. Ronaldo said, look, when you go out there, he said, turn your body to the right a little bit. He said, look that way and tell the joke. And I swear it worked every time. Every time. That's how great he was. Right. And um, so it's good to experience this experience. Ronaldo Ray and John Willispoon grabbed me up under their wing and they took me because they saw something in me. Right. And that's what I do. I, you know, I get comedians and keep them encouraged because we people got to understand, especially the parents, you all have got to quit saying certain things to your kids because you, 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 you're crushing their dreams. Right. You, you know, you're crushing their spirit. Like, um, my aunt said, Bruce going to be a doctor. Bruce going to be a lawyer. I knew I wasn't going to be no doctor. Right. Damn well, I wasn't going to be no lawyer. Right. My uncle said, he going to be a damn fool. My <laughs> right. My uncle was my partner, but right. he knew. But I knew that. But quit telling these kids what they can't do. That's what they want it. you to be. You know, right. somebody tell you, oh, I want right. you to be this, right. you can be that. That's, what, right. that's not what I want to be. That's what you want me to right. be. Right, right. When did your big break come? I don't even think I got it yet, man. Like they say you have... 15 minutes of fame. I still think I got two more minutes left. You got two more minutes left? I got two more. I, I have so much fun just making people laugh and selling shows right. out. It's it just the best thing ever happened to, in the world to me. I can remember when I was working for Frito-Lay and I looked at the magazine and I saw Bernie Mac. And Bernie Mac was, uh, he had on a pink suit with black and it was sharp. I said, oh my God, I want to be just like that dude. You know, I wanted right. to be like Bernie. He was selling shows and I had saw him in person. And he was he was doing very well, and you know then, then they say at that time he was getting like ten grand a show. I'm like ten grand, brother, give you ten grand to stand on stage and tell jokes. Right. And I'm like, this is unbelievable, but it's here. Right. It's here. You uh, the addition Deaf Comedy Jam Showtime at Apollo. So what was the adi- auditions like on that? Because you know if you knock it out the park here, oh you know Deaf Jam, you was smooth sailing you. You you rip it on Def Jam. You you in the air, man. Right. And I'm I was so scared, man. Oh my God, I was scared. Why were you so nervous? Because you had already done you let me, let me tell you why, Shannon. You know, like we Southern boys. Right. right. But when you get up north in New York, first thing like this country motherfucker. Yeah. They, they say that, you know, right. this country. And I like I say, look, wait, man, I got, I'm country, but um, let me do my thing. Right. I know when I would never forget when I did the Apollo and Steve Harvey was hosting. Right. And um I walked out and Steve said, I'm gonna let y'all know now. Y'all better put your seatbelts on with this guy right here because I'm letting you know he going to let you have it. And I was known for, like, messing with the crowd. And right. Like and I came out there and they're all this. He said, let us all this country, mother. <laughs> I want that. I killed him. I I mean, after I rubbed that log, when I rubbed that log, when I came out. Right. Yeah, you rubbed that yeah, log. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve came out. He said, uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, y'all wasn't ready for him. Right. Uh, but I jumped, they, they gave me the respect. I had to earn it. Right. But they automatically gave people from up north love. Right. But if you say Birmingham, Atlanta, Florida, Tennessee, all oh, this country, man. And they got to understand, it's not like that in the South. People right. think we still living in red oh, clay mud. Yeah, you driving know the horse saying? and buggy. Yeah, horse and buggy. Ha! You coming down. We're not doing People right. living in mansions in the South. But you know what, Bruce? You one of the few comedians. You chop it up with the, you chop it up with the, with the audience. You get on them. I have to, man. He, 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 he with you? You should have left him at home. Oh, that's right. You leave him now. Because one, one lady um got mad at me. I was in Greenville, South Carolina. I don't okay. forget this. And she kept talking out loud. And the way this stage, it was, I was on the stage. stage was an oval shape. Right. And it was seats all the way around the stage. Right. And then it was the tables and stuff. But she kept talking out loud. 
so you can hear it while you on stage. And, and so I ignored. I'm doing my jokes, and I say, hey, "Can you?" I say, "Can you hold it down?" I said, "I'll be up shortly." I said, "How did you learn how to whisper in a helicopter?" Like <laughs> she like. My husband don't talk to me like that. And um, I, she said something. She said I called her a bitch, and I didn't. Because right. I don't do that to women. Right. I never, I, and I never use the N-word. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, I say, I call you a bitch. I say, if I did, I'm sorry. I said, but let me be the first to shake your hand to call you a bitch. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I made it. I flipped it on her. Yeah. But she kept talking. I kind of gave my crew the signal. I said, Get out of here because she just kept right. talking and I had to just get out of there. But I'm like, I apologize too. I say, I'm going to give you money back and everything, but this is what I want you to do. Don't ever come to a show again if you're going to do all that loud talking right. in front of people because it's disrespectful. Right. You know, but it's good, man. I, I have fun with it. But where, so where are you now? Are you afraid after what transpired a couple of years ago at the Oscars? Are you afraid about people running up on stage if you were to say something? Let me tell you something now, Shannon. Come on now. Now, I'm going to do you like you didn't. Come on. Come on now, Shannon. Come on. Come on. Come on. It, it wouldn't happen to a brother. Will Smith would have never ran up on Trick Daddy like that. If Trick Daddy was said the same thing, said the same thing, he'd have hesitated. Right. So you you don't run up on no food. Trick Daddy going to let you have it. He could have ran up on me or you like that. Yeah. And, and Chris Rock is my boy. I right. love him with all my but Chris heart. Buck 30. Yeah, I know. Oh, 129. Many <laughs> a Buck 30 when you put your clothes <laughs> yeah. on. You know what I'm saying? But the, he took it and he kept it professional. Right. But I bet something in his mind was like, right. you lost your in mind? Right. You know what I'm saying? And Will, when Will slapped him, he went across. He didn't go like, pow. It, it was from the shoulders all the way to the floor. Yeah. And he wouldn't have did that to me because it would have been a fight in there. I'm going to tell you, I'd have put him in, hey, I'd have put him in a sleeper hole. And if I got that second win, he'd have went out. Ah! <laughs> you can't do a man like that. You right. could have handled that in a better way. I believe so. And actually, I thought Will was coming up to joke with him. Right. The way it looked, it right. looked like he was going to come up and joke with him. Cause, and then because uh, Chris said, here come Richard. Like that, you right. know, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He thought he was joking as well, right. and we whole cocked him, right? You know what I'm saying? And he apologized later, but and I never met Will. Don't get me wrong. And all the thing I ever heard about Will was great things. Right, I've heard great things about him. But when I saw that, woo, woo, even the white people were like, oh no, right. We don't, we don't do that at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you lost a lot of money behind right. that. Right. Of course, he lost a lot of money right. behind it. But I'd have had to come out that suit player. You know, if I had right. that tuck seat on. Uh, so you don't worry about it. So you don't worry about it anymore because, like I said, you do chop it up with the crowd. You yeah. will get on what people yeah. are wearing, what the, their hair look like, what the shoes look like. Yeah. So you don't worry about that. No, not at all. Not at all. Bad. See? Yeah. So, Comic View. Yeah, you know, I was the host of Comic View. Yeah, but see, what, what, is that where you say that's what really put Bruce Bruce into it the stratosphere? Comic View broke the ice for me. And then the thing was, I was, I suppose I got it years before. See, I say this all the time. Everything is done in divine order. Okay. I suppose I did it like seven years before I didn't get it. Right. I was a little upset about it, but I said, you know what? I'm going to keep it moving. The year that I got it was the best year. It was the best ratings. I made more money than anybody on that show. They gave me money for my clothes to be made, mm -hmm. which they have never did. Right. And it was the best year. And then... Ronaldo Ray was was like the best coach I ever had in my life to to guide me and do a lot of things. And it broke the ice. And I know for after I did that for the next 10 years, I was doing sh nothing but sellouts right. from Comic View. Right. And then the next year, 
they came back with the caliente. And I was the party girl in New Orleans. Right. And they came with caliente and it wasn't going so well. And they called me back to do it again. Right. And I did that. And I say, where's Ronaldo Ray? And they say, you want him? I say, yes. And the next day he was getting out the car. He said, I appreciate you bringing me back. And it did well. And then I did uh, BET coming to the stage. When I hosted that, when the new comedian was being introduced, right. I host that show. It did well. So BET was, I got to give them thumbs up. Right. Um, even for my career. Even if I, if they never do that with me ever again, I give them an A because they put me on the map. Do you think something like that would, would rate again? Could they do something like a Def Comedy Jam or a Comic View? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it'll work, too. I think it'll work. But the comedians going to have to bring their A game. Right. They can't, they can't do all this crazy. See, comedians do a lot of things now that you have to see. Back in the day when we was coming up, we we listened. Right. We used to listen to Richard right. Pryor. We listened to Bill Collins. We listened to Red Fox. Kids, I'm in the hood. Kids thought I was crazy because I used to listen to Milton Berle. Because I, Milton was quick. He was right. witty. And he'll sit there like he'll just laugh and laugh and on the roast. But then when it's time for him to roast. Right. He will bring the noise. Is it now? <clears throat> you look at a lot of comedians now. A lot of theirs are, are skit based. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. the old comedians, you guys don't really do skits. No, you just, you just, you just, make it you, just you just bring it from from the top. We're gonna make it funny, man. Just like I do a joke about when they give away food at the mall on toothpick. Yeah, right. And I keep walking past the lady. You know, I did it. Walk past about twelve times. She said, "Haven't you been here?" I said, "Lady, shut up. The food is free." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. You know, you giving the food away it doesn't matter who gets it. Right. But people couldn't relate to that because they know every time you're in the mall, they got the little bourbon chicken up or right. something like that. Yes. You go yes. by. Yes. And I just walked by and then came down, making a different face like I'm somebody else, making a different face like I'm somebody else. They say, "You've been by here. Don't worry about it. It's right. food is free." So. That's the kind of stuff I like. You, <clears throat> you mentioned Steve uh, when you uh, went to the Apollo and he was the host. Yeah. And Steve, I, I've talked, has a lot of comedians on, and everybody speak of this man in glowing terms of how he's helped them. Quake talked about how he said, look, Quake owned, uh, owned a comedy club. He had Steve Harvey and blah, 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 and the, the ticket sales weren't what they're supposed to be. Right. He said, Steve told him to give everybody their money back. This is what we're going to do in the morning. So they read on the radio show the next morning, brought everybody donuts and coffee, and they promoted the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, said the entertainer. Mm-hmm. Told us, hey, Steve got me on TV, says, I want this guy right here. He's a, he's a buddy of mine. Did had, did Steve partake any wisdom? What what is what yes, does Steve meant mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me tell you. And Steve was straight up. I mean, it wasn't, it was straight, no chase. Yeah. And I never forget. I went to the Apollo and Steve said, this is what I want you to do. He said, when people come out and see you, give them something back. And he said, I want you to start dressing in suits. He said, you're a big dude. He said, you look good in suits. And, and I had on some uh, Sean John sweatshirt. Yeah. He said, man, that stuff right there, good when you're traveling. Right. He said, you get on a plane, you go into another city. Right, right. You he can said, be comfortable. He said, but uh, on stage? He said, no. That's why I start wearing suits. Okay. And he took me up in his dressing room. He showed me the suits he had, the gaiters he had on the floor. Right. I said, well, I guess I can. And I was, I, I, I was, I'm like, I ain't gonna wear no suits on stage. You know what right. I'm saying? And I, he said, just do it. And I kept listening to him, listen to him. And I did it, and it just changed my whole life. Right. And he and he always gave you uh, wisdom on how you should do, how you should dress, how you should handle yourself in public. Right. And Steve always kept good dudes around him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he got a bodyguard named Boomerang that's been with him yep. for years and yep. years and years. Yep. And Boom, like, hey man, just listen to what he got to say and everything. I said, I'm gonna do it. And when I did it, it just changed my whole life. Right. So I gotta give big ups to Steve, man. You know, I call him Uncle Steve. 
and he knows what he's talking about. And it's proven facts now. Because right. Steve can really do more than that on Family Feud, but he can't do that much. Because some say his face will tell you everything he really want to say. You know what I'm saying? Because people say some stupid stuff on yeah. that. He'd be like, what did he just say? But Family Feud have not been the same since Steve no. started hosting that right. show. Yeah. When you got your your first big money, what did you splurge on? You know, I like cars, Shannon. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, I love Buicks. Okay. I collect old Buick. I got okay. a collection of Buick. I got okay. a bunch of cars. Okay. And I got... Um, you got Grand National? Yeah. Yeah, and I had I got See? rid of... But I got a 63 Rivera okay. fully restored. I got a 69 Rivera. I got a 70 Rivera. Okay. I got a six, 70 Wildcat convertible. I got a 68 Skylark convertible. I got a 68 Skylark hardtop. I got a... Deuce in the quarter, six day deuce. Ah, yeah, better than deuce in the quarter. All, all these are strong. Yeah, you can't drive that goose. You crank it up, you ought to have you have a tank. Hey, the deuce in the quarter, the seat's so big like you're sitting on the sofa. Yeah, like, yeah. You and your grandma. To the old, they don't know about that electric 225. Oh, my they God. They call it deuce in the quarter. Yeah, deuce in, my granddaddy said deuce in one quarter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But I got, these cars are fully restored. Right. And I keep them, and, and people don't even know I have them, but it's for my pleasure. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, um. Is that something that you always wanted? Always wanted. My granddad used to tell me, look at Bob, you get your car, get your Buick now. Yeah. Get your Buick. Better you buy a Buick. Yeah, you're an old player. My granddad was black like the ace of spades with raw your blue eyes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we didn't know he was a player until he died. Because about 20 children showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that my daddy, that my daddy. <laughs> my grandmother sitting there with that purse. You know how they had that purse strap. Right, yeah, that, yeah. That strap closed, it closed in the middle. You all remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But he, you know, he was a player. He about six five, good right. looking Joe. But he was, he was my man though. Do how competitive is the is the the comedy business now? Are there any backstabbing going on? Not that I know of, because I don't participate. Right. I come in, I do a job, and um, are you friends with any of them? Oh yeah, friends with all of them. I'm friends with everybody. Everybody used to always try to say me and Lavelle Crawford had beef. We never had beef. Right. Never had beef, and. Uh, one time he got mad about something and he commented on social media. So I ended up seeing him in Vegas and I was doing the Shaq All-Star and uh, they said, Lavelle, I said, tell him to come here. And he walked in and said, what's up, man? I said, look, pull out your phone. He pulled out his phone. I said, put my number in your phone. And he put his number in. I said, now, if you ever have a problem, just call. Right. I said, because people blow stuff out of proportion. Right. And I say, none of this is true. I said, so just call. And ever since then, we've been tight as a draw. Tight as a draw. And he funny. Yeah, hey, Lavelle Crawford, my side now. Hey, man. Oh, yeah. He, I know he's still a little bigger than you. <laughs> he's my butler. He's still, he funny, though. Oh, my yeah. God. He's yeah. funny, man. He's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. If I say, Bruce, I need you to give me your Mount Rushmore comedians. Okay, I'm going to let you go because it's, it's I, I think it's a little bit difficult because, you know, you got the old era. So I'm going to let you do the old era, and I'm going to let you lose this gen. So if you if I give you Mount Rushmore the old school, who oh, you going to put on that? It'd be Richard Pryor. Pryor. Red Fox. Red Fox. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Milton Berle. Milton Berle. Um, That's all you get. You get four. Mom's maybe. Oh, no, no, you, no, you don't get four. That's okay. my first one. Okay. You get four here. Okay. Right. Damn, you now, new. How was school? You you good at school, man? Not that good. Okay, bye. I mean, I, I, I didn't change class. I just stayed in the room. Yeah, you, you know, that's exactly what you're saying. K through 12. Well, how did y'all live? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, this generation. Who makes me laugh? Tony Roberts. Okay. Um, DC Youngfly. Okay. Um, Mike Epps. Okay. And um, one more. He's not old, but he's not new, but he's old school. 
is D.L. Hughley. Yeah. I love D.L., man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you get, I mean, these guys, the comedians now, man, they just, but when you, you're the first guy that came out here, because normally when I have comedians on, I've had quite a few, I think I have about six or seven, right, CJ? Had about six or seven on. They always talk about Chappelle. How has Chappelle been able to do and go to the heights? He walked away from his show. Mm-hmm. He said, I just needed a break because I found out they were laughing at me, not with me. Mm-hmm. And he came back, and he's bigger, double, quadruple oh, yeah. what he was when he left. Well, Dave Chappelle um, is very clever, and he's not a dummy. Very smart. Now, the walking away. You can walk away when you got $50 million in the bank. Right. Okay? Yeah. If you ain't got no money, you ain't walking nowhere. You I don't walk away until the right right back. You, <laughs> you can walk to that microphone and say, you know, why did the chicken cross the road? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, I, I love Dave. We, we're good friends. Dave have came and saw me at different shows. I've seen Dave. Dave is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, he's brilliant at what he do. The way he could tell a story. Oh, my the, God. His monologue yeah. at Saturday Night Live oh, yeah. might have been the greatest monologue I had ever seen on that show. And, and they was trying to bark at him. Like, he was, he did some, I think he did a joke on, um, on, 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 on the, um, was it, was it the gay crew? Or, yeah, yeah. And, and the they trans, was trying, yeah, they yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. we don't want him on that show. And then he went on there and just ripped it. He did. He lets nothing bother him. Yeah. If he do, he never let us know. Because they can't take anything that's important from him. Uh-uh, not at all. Because he walked away, like you said, he walked away from $50 million, Oh, yeah. And if he does a show, it's going to sell out in five minutes anyway. Absolutely. So everything that you could possibly take, you could take Hollywood, he don't want it. That's right. He yeah. had it, and he walked away from it. He walked away from $50 million, but he also had $50 million in the bank. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's easy to come back. It's easy to get. If you got $50 million, you could be like, you know what? Fuck this. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he was just winning regroup and got himself together. Right. But um, it's just like um, LeBron James. Right. I met LeBron when he was 17 when he was in high school. But if something is bothering LeBron, you don't know it. He no, never shows it. He doesn't. He does. I'm sure at home, yeah. I'm sure at home his wife see him break down and why, why, why. But in, in the public, LeBron's don't even, he don't even phase it. Right. And I, I'm a LeBron James fan, die hard. Me too. Die hard. Yeah. They're going to talk about him in the four. He played the whole 48 minutes and hit 40 points. He can't do it by himself. Right. AD just didn't show up. I think he needs to trim it a little bit. If he trimmed that eyebrow right Just now, a little bit? Uh, just a little bit. He can separate it. His eyes open up. I hope we don't get up about that. I want to see this. I look at the comedians, and it started way back. You look at Cosby. Uh, oh, did yeah. TV, you look at Red Fox, mm-hmm. you saw Pryor. You see all the top comedians do television set. Entertainer, D.L. D. Mm-hmm. Hughley, Steve Harvey, a lot mm-hmm. of them guys. What is it? Do you think your weight held you back? I think so. I, and that's a very good question. I think so. Because people think you can't do it. Yeah. But you have to, we have to prove ourselves. Right. Got to prove ourselves. It's like, it's like black people. We have to be overqualified. Right. To do a job. To get the marginal job. Right. And I think it have, and I think people are scared. Now, oh, I hope you don't fall out on stage. But what about the skinny people falling out on stage? Right. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm going to create my own. Right. And I'm going to make it my own. Right. Because yeah. I saw you. I mean, you've been you've been uh, The Wash oh, yeah. with, with, with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. And when I did that movie, let me tell you, I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. That was my first movie. Didn't know what to do. But I wanted to be um, more... Agile in that movie. Right. They went, Snoop was like, let him do it. You know, I wanted to roll on the ground and, right. and like I was a super cop. 
right. know what I'm saying? Right. But they kind of just, no, nah, we don't want to do that. But Snoop and Dre was like, let him right. do it, man. Let right. it be him. Right. But I was very nervous when I did that movie. And if I ever get a chance to do it again, I'm going to rip it. I'm going to rip it. You look at, I'm talking about commercial stars that's become, I'm talking about like a Kevin Hart. Yeah. I mean, K Hart is. He the man. And, and, and I can remember he was getting ready to quit. He, he, it was getting to a point where he said, man, nothing is happening for me. I say, a lot of time it don't happen on your time. Right. I say, just hang in there. It's going to happen right. for you. Right. And probably within the next year, he just popped. He just blew up. Right. But he deserved it. Kevin's yeah. a good guy. He's a hard worker. He's a great he guy. Yeah. Chris Rock, the special. What would you think about it? I like it, man. I, I I didn't like they cut out the part with Will. They showed it the very first time. Right. But then afterwards, they cut the part out with Will. They should let him tell the story. Right. It happened. It happened. The whole world. It's kind of it's kind of like how they like they banned any books. Yeah. They don't want to tell the history. It happened. It happened. That's right. It happened. And because it, you cut it out, don't mean it didn't happen. I had a friend in Europe come and said, "Did did he just slap him?" Right. On stage, because they saw it first the time. They were, right. He said, "Did he just?" I said, "Yeah, it just happened." Show it. Let him talk about it. Right. And 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 I think we'll come around. Right. I think he's gonna come around and, right. and 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 apologize. When when you got a woman that don't that don't really like you, you got God, hold on. Time out. You're not the first man to said this. I'm on now. I don't think she does. I think. What the hell? How they gonna be married all these years? At some point, in time you I, get. I, I think she liked the lifestyle. Now, who's she gonna marry with that much money? Oprah. Hey, Oprah ain't gonna have her. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I mean, and then she's 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 mean. Is she? I, well, I don't know anything about it, so I'm just. Well, taking... I don't know anything about it. I could just see it in her face. She, for her to sit there, see a real woman would have said, "Hey, don't, don't get up and do that. Don't you mess this money no, up? No, no, don't, don't get up and do that. Yeah. Talk to him after the show. Right. She wanted him to go up and do that. You know what I'm saying? And he did it. And then he yells out, "Keep my wife's name." I, you should have been talking to your wife when she be messing with the young boy. Did I bring that up? I didn't mean to. Yeah, you, you, you brought yes, that I up. Yes, I did. Yeah, I brought you, it up. Oh, I want a can of worms. Oh, he, he might send for you. Nah, he can't slap me, though. I'm telling you, I'll put him in the figure four. First off, <laughs> I, I will Rick Flat him. I hit him in the ass. You know, Rick Flat. When he do that, I'm going to the figure four. I'm going to the fair. I'm... <laughs> Man. Do you, would you write jokes for another comedian? Yes, sir. I'm actually good at that. Um... What if you give somebody a joke that you're like, damn, I should have kept that for myself? Yeah, yeah. No, I just, I would do that. I don't know if you remember a comedian by the name of Small Fry. You remember her? Mm -hmm. Well, she, she, was, she used to be on the road me years ago, and I used to write for her. Right. She young, and she, was, she used to look so innocent, right. like a little girl. Right. And um, I wrote a joke for her, and um, it was about, she said she was at church, mm -hmm. and the preacher told her he was going to pray for her. And she said, he said, put your hands up. And um, he said, God got something in store for you. And she said, you know, he didn't tell me what store it was in, you know, because she <laughs> right, she didn't realize that he he was talking about it in a spiritual way. Right. She said, he didn't tell me what store it was in. <laughs> and I used to write a little simple, because she looked so innocent. Right. So she didn't need to do no hardcore jokes. Right. She didn't need to do little simple right. jokes. And, and they were good for her in the church, right, when she did the church. Because I like, because church people is the easiest people to make laugh. Yeah. The easiest people in the world. You know, you can just say, you know, Lord, woo, ah, they just scream. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I do a lot of church stuff, too. Right. Yeah. You travel with a lot. 
Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Don't miss the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, set in feudal Japan. Shogun tells the story of one warrior in the fight of his life as a mysterious European ship arrives in Japan. Catch FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. The Veil is a globetrotting game of truth and lies between two women with thousands of lives hanging in the balance. And crime fans, don't miss the all-new series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and is waiting for you on Hulu. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, you've been on the road with Linnell. You've been on the road with some more. I love some more. Um, Adele Gibbons. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if Cheryl Underwood traveled uh, tours like she wanted. Not as much, but she, you know, she's doing the TV show. She's doing very well. But Cheryl's a monster on the stage. Yeah, Yeah. she's a monster. So I like some more. Some more. So what is what is it about her? What is it about her comedy that seems to be most people say? Well, it comes to female comics right now. She's worse at. Well, the thing with some more. Um, she doesn't, um, most female comedians bash men. Right. They bash them. Right. Talk about them sexually. She, she don't really go there. Right. She do totally different stuff and Samoa stays in her lane. You ever notice you don't hear anything about Samoa doing crazy stuff. Right. And she stays in her lane and she stay focused. And I've been on tour with her too. Oh yeah. I've been on tour with her since January. We just ended in, in May. And let me tell you, man. She's top notch. Right. She's top notch, man. And I've been doing some more for years and years. Right. And her husband keep everything in place. So right. She's she's really focused and she's really good at what she do. What's your favorite city to tour? Oh my God. A bunch of them. But Houston, Texas, let me tell you something, man. They come out. Houston come out and Detroit. Right. Detroit, I don't care. Rain, sleet, or snow. Detroit is coming out. Right. And they and one thing about Detroit, if you're good, you're good. If you're not, they're going to let you know. Right. They're going to let you know. But they come out. I mean, it could be a blizzard. It will sell out. Right. Yeah. 
So what's uh, some of the wildest stories you can tell us about being on the road? I tell you, I was in Flint, Michigan one time, and I'm on stage. As a matter of fact, it was Valentine's weekend. It's cold, so cold. Ooh, I seen a j- statue with a coat on. Now, that's cold. Yeah. When you see a statue with a coat on yeah. and it's trembling. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on stage. And I, had, I had to do like uh, 45 minutes to an hour, and show's packed. And I had did like 45 minutes. I'm here to wrap it up. And this dude was drunk in front of me. Fat dude, man, you ain't funny. I said, man, actually, I'm very funny. I said, because everybody's here to see me, and it's very funny. And this dude jumps on stage. So I'm looking at the security off the stage, security this way. I'm looking. They laugh. Ah, they laugh. I said, no, I'm going to have to handle this myself. So we jumped on stage. I said, look, now you done jumped on stage. I said, the security ain't going to do nothing. I'm going to have to handle you myself. I said, no, I can handle you. No problem. Oh, what you going to do by the time security came? Mm-hmm. So this dude that did the show, the promoter kept uh, stressing that I do this after party. Right. And that's something I don't like to do. I don't right. do after parties. Right. Go to the hotel, pray, go, do, do what uh-huh. I do. Goes to this after party. I said, I'm going to stay about 30 minutes. And So I was telling these securities about how this dude jumped on stage. Now, these boys played for Alabama, Michigan. They about 6'6", six, 6'10". Six, six, you know what I'm saying? Right. Hands bigger. If you want to do something, I'm let you know right now. He coming here. We're going to let him have it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, I said, well, I said, I ain't trying to get nobody beat up. And I said, but he jumped on stage like he wanted to fight me. He said, I'm telling you, if he come in here, we got him. Man, we just sitting there talking. I'm sitting. I looks down the door. Here come the dude coming in with his three friends. I told the security, I said, hey, man, that's the dude that was at the show that jumped on stage on me. So he said, if he said one word, I'm going to knock him smooth out. And it was snow on the ground and everything. And uh, the dude walked in and spotted me. He said, oh, here this motherfucker is right here. That's crazy. Boom. Bust him dead in the face. I'm talking about before I can even say, they just put him outside on the ice. They drug him outside. He was laying in the ice like this on the ground. I walked outside. I just got the car left. <laughs> so, you know, I don't see some crazy stuff, man. We see the health scare with Jamie. And I don't know how well you know Jamie Foxx. He's oh, been known got a health scare right now, yeah. dealing with some things. Hopefully, with Jamie, we're sure speedy recovery. Yes, Get sir. back on your feet soon. What is, do you do? Are, are you afraid? I mean, it's, we don't know what really happened, but do you, I mean, you're on the road nine months. You're doing, you know, three, four, five shows a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I, I enjoy it. It keeps me alive. And I have to get Jamie... I have to commend him for not letting everybody know what's wrong with him. Right. Because it's not good to let everybody know yeah. what's wrong with right. you. Because people talk against you, and talk is real. Yeah. Whatever come out your mouth is real. Right. So I'm glad, they keep it, yeah, I'm glad they're keeping it closed so on where no one can know it. Just right. let them keep guessing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just let them keep guessing. But big ups to Jamie. I used to hang with him back in the day when he used to come to the Comedy Act yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. I used to take him to the hood malls. He want to go to Green Briar. Green Briar, oh, you, you know what I'm saying? He yeah. want to go to West End. I used to take him. But, North um, DeKalb. Oh, yeah. But he's uh, big up to him, man. He's a great guy. And I'm a fan of Jamie Foxx. Yeah. I really am. He's so talented. Uh, he turned into Ray Charles. Yes. I mean, when he did Ray, when he did what like Ray would do, I think, you know what? You take the baseball team, I buy my own new uniforms. You know, he turned into Ray. And then when he came with Django, oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, Django was the best movie. And Samuel Jackson, I love Samuel. He should have won, he should have won Oscar for that. Oh my God. If he ain't gonna win no Oscar for that, he ain't gonna win no Oscar. Samuel say they didn't come here for no Mandingo. They come for that girl. 
Let me say it to you. Right. Yeah. He say, thank you, Stephen. You're welcome, Calvin. Yeah. And he sipped on that cognac. Remember that? Yeah. He said, it was a snake. He would have bit me. Samuel Jackson was excellent was in great. that movie. He was excellent. What about food on tour? I mean, you, what, what do you, when you go to promote, what do you tell the promoter? Bruce, this, is, Bruce? this is in my writer. Baked fish. Baked fish. Baked or grilled fish. Okay. Uh, wild rice. Uh-huh. Uh, green vegetable, mixed vegetables. Um, and uh, corn. And we do all water. I do no soda. I hadn't drunk a soda in 20 years. Right. You know, and I, I do have Hennessy there for my guys because I don't drink. No, they ain't going to be done no more. You just no. what you need to have right there. Right here? Yeah, that's it. All right. Go into that right there. Okay. But if I give them that, they'll drink it. I know they will. Yes, yeah, it's for all to drink it. They're kidding him. Hennessy. Like it, one dude say it tastes like grape juice. I'm like, wait a minute. This Hennessy don't taste like grape yeah, juice. This is nice and smooth. Ain't yeah. going to give you the burn going down. Yeah. Yeah, that thing good. Yeah, you, I stopped drinking years ago. Did you? Yeah, my, when my baby boy was born, I stopped drinking. He's 39 now. God. And my baby girl is 37, older son, 42. You 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 got it at an early age. I was laying it down, bro. Yeah. Well, old boy, when I put the hump in my back, when I got through, the hump was in her back. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go do it again to get my hump back. You right. know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right. So, what, what have you ever had a promoter you said, okay, you're going to do this set, you know, you're going to 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then the promoter, the promoter try to stiff you on your mind. Oh, my God. Right. You. But you're hitting close to home. Let me tell you something. Did a show in Atlanta, Georgia, Civic Center. You know the Civic Center. Yeah, I know it is. You've been there. And the promoter, um, he kind of worked me a little bit. On Piedmont. All right, so I, he wanted me to do this radio, that radio. I have no problem because I know how to do radio. Right. So the show sold out. The, 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 the Civic Center don't seat but like 4,500. Right. Sold out. Mm-hmm. So when it's time to settle, he brings the paperwork out and says, uh, your people made a mistake. On the payout, I say impossible. I said, I'd have never been at this show tonight if they made a mistake. Remember, say, he, he, he looked me dead in my eyes. He said, personally, I do not think you're worth the money that they're asking. I said, really? I said, it's, it's really funny because your shows are sold out. I said, I've been doing The show was on a Saturday. I said, I've been doing radio all day Thursday for you and all day Friday mm-hmm. to sell your shows out. He tried to give me less than what I... What do you get? What do you agree I to said, pay? I said, look, I'm not the man that argue with you or nothing like that. I said, well, there's two things going to happen. You're going to give it to me now or you're going to get it to me later. But you're going to give it to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I call my people and they're like, Bruce, he is totally lying, everything. He ended up paying me the money later. But the, the, the craziest thing, he called back to try to book me on another show. And all money ain't good money. I said, thank you, but no thank I'm you. good. I said, I'm not worth the money, remember? Wow. Yeah. So I, I've been there. I had guys to pay me, and they said, man, there go your check right there on the table. That's, that's, that, that needs a bad taste in my mouth. Why you didn't give it to me? And when I got it and took it to the bank, it was fake. It was a fake cashier check. So, so, so how you, you, how you get your money back? We had to get a lawyer and get it back. We got the money back, but he could never say, hey, I gave it to him, and he left it on the table so I can get it myself. Right. It's all kind of slick stuff, man. I don't know if you heard T.I. I haven't really heard a whole lot of T.I., uh, but T.I., T.I., everybody know he's the king of the, he called himself the king of the South. Mm-hmm. I love T.I., he's been on too. the show. How, how, how difficult is it what he's doing? He's really good at one thing, and he branches off into to your world. Okay. I did the City Winery in Atlanta last year, first time. Um, they never did comedy there, and I sold a whole show, did five shows, sold them out. 
And T.I. came down and did some time. Right. And he wanted me to critique his set. And I watched him. He, he, I told him, you're good, but you're going to get better the more you're and more it. you're on stage. Mm-hmm. And he's actually doing very well. Okay. He's doing very well. But when it comes to rapping, T.I. the man. Right. Yeah, you, I mean, he the man. What advice you give me? I think I'm, I'm thinking about trying to do a little. A little. I, well, you need just help me. You you know, you're my dog. I help you do anything. Die, man. You 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 you, you don't want to do no comedy. I thought about it. I thought about it. I really did. You can. I mean, you good looking too, built too. Nah. Girls going like, hey, I'm dead. Because you know, one thing I want all the young guys to know. I tell my nephew this all the time. It ain't nothing to it. Right. It ain't to, nothing to it. The women, if they like you, they it's like a done deal. You. Right. But if they don't like you, you're not getting it. Right. And I used to hear my cousin say all the time, I used to mess with her. I'd be on my bicycle. I said, ooh, you finna go get him some. She's like, I don't like him like that. Now I know what she's talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we got to understand a lot, of them, a lot of women live a life that they can't even afford. Right. You know what I'm saying? They need a man to, to buy to them. To that. You know, and, and they look good, but that's a life you got to live all the time. Shannon, when I'm out, I'm just like this. Messing with my cars. I don't do no work. I, I got a mechanic. And right, right, I right. Super, my mechanic you called me the supervisor. Right. Said, you the supervisor. You right. know what I'm saying? But I just enjoy it, and that's where my joy comes from. Right. Yeah, but. If you could go back, what is one thing, what would you do over again? If you could go back and say, you know what, go back to a 24-year-old 20, Bruce Bruce. I mean, i tell you what I did. If I go back around 18, I would continue to be working out and not stopping and, mm-hmm. and look like you, you know, and. You know, been a model. Now, well, know, hey, Bruce, been modeling hey, underwear for Sears or maybe J.C. <laughs> Bruce, you, you might have had 10 kids. Oh, my God, yeah. And I did want the 10, but I didn't want them by that wife. Woo, woo. Good God. I was married to the devil's little sister. Did you hear me? Good God. About but well, yeah, but I see you got one on your finger. You, yeah, you married yeah, again. Yeah. So it didn't it, 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 it didn't taint you. It didn't sour the taste but in your you mind. Gotta I stayed divorced like 25 years. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the one I got now, ooh, she just fashion. Ooh, I like this. Ooh, here what you go. Ooh, ooh, she see close. Ooh, I see you ooh again. I'm gonna hit you right in the mouth. Like, <laughs> ooh, we be in the mall. Ooh, Lord, like everything, right. like everything. But don't want to pay for nothing. Right. Oh, she get to that counter and move right to the right. <laughs> she sit up there and slide to the right. I said, you need to slide right back to the left. I ain't playing. <laughs> but you know, you know. So, so how was it raising three kids? Well. It was the best thing I ever did in my life because I was young and my kids was young. Right. And I always was with my kids. Right. So it's almost like I was raising my sisters and my brother. Right. And But I kept disciplining them. But I didn't let anybody keep my kids. If it was my mama, her mama, me or her, nobody could keep them. Right. Um, they are, they was, you, you say something to my kid, they'll look at you like you're crazy. They'll speak, but well, let me hold that baby. And I know. They knew they knew not to go nobody, and I don't. I didn't trust church members because church members don't tell you everything, right? Because they keep crazy people at their house that you never see the Easter, right? You ain't got a son that's probably thirty six <laughs> years old with some baby shoes on, <laughs> and he got a living room table Bible Easter Sunday. Hey, my name June. You be like, who is that? Where, where have he been? And you look at him like I told you, he's somebody crazy in the basement. <laughs> so church member don't tell you everything, right? You know. And you can't not leave your kids with everybody, everybody man. Right. And I just refused to do it, man. And I used to go, I used to be in a holiness church, you know. Right. And the preacher, you know, we was all clothing. Man, I want you to come and try. I said, with well, my, uh, it's me or her. Well, I'm not letting nobody keep my kids. Right. You know, and he, he, it took him a long time to understand that. But 
I, I didn't trust nobody. Right. You know, I ain't want nobody. And my kids are great kids, man. My my daughter's one of the best mothers I've ever seen. She got three kids and her kids are super smart. And she's just a great mother. And I tell her that because we're so quick to bash our children. Right. And do something stupid. You're so stupid. And I'd be like, I called her one night. I said, I just called to tell you, son. She said, what's up, daddy? I say, you know, you're the best mother I've ever seen. Ever. And she almost went in tears. She said, thank you, daddy. Because you have to let people know. Right. You know, whether it's good or bad, you have to let them know. And she does a great job right. with kids, man. Sports. You did uh, the Shaq All-Star Comedy. You you like you like roasting athletes. You like roasting famous people. I do, man. You know, and, and I like Shaq, man. But I, I like him because uh, Shaq has a good sense of humor himself. Yes. And he's like a big kid. And and I, the most thing I like about Shaq, he will help anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and he, he's, he's able... He's able to do it, but he don't mind doing it. Right. You know, I seen him ask the little boy. He said, you want that advice? So he was in Walmart. And the little boy said, yeah. He said, now go ask your mama, can you have it? And the little boy, he said, this guy want to buy it. He said, he can get it if he wants to. You know what I'm saying? Right. I love it about him, man. Right. He, he's just good person. And he going to last forever. Yeah. I mean, whenever you take, whenever you give. Right. You whenever give you give, you're going to get it back. Right. You're going to get it back. You and I were talking off camera about Freaknik. Freak Nick. You know the documentary. is supposed to be a documentary coming yeah. out about Freak Nick. What is your recollection <laughs> of Freak I Nick? I've seen it all, man. But, you know, I don't know why these mothers going to be so ashamed of what, what they did when they were younger. That's that's in your past. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I know some of them did some crazy. Let me tell you, I, Freak Nick was so crazy, Shannon. I used to see girls on the back of a pickup truck. This guy had a pickup truck here. Three girls on the back. They had on long T-shirts with no underwear, no bra. Mm -hmm. Okay. Quite natural dudes. Hey, man, some girls on pickup truck with no drawers off, you know. <laughs> and everybody got their cameras. And and um, they was at the red light because it's packed. The streets are packed. You packed. Jam-packed. You can't yeah. get them. Dude, he got his video camera. He said, hey, baby, you know, you, you ain't got no panties on. Let me see that thing. You know what I'm saying? She's like, I don't know you like that. And they on the back of the pickup truck. Right. He's, he's standing on And she's like, he said, just let me see. He said, you, you ain't got no problem. Let me see. You got it. You must want to show it. You know, well, all right. She kind of showed a little bit, something like that. What was your favorite club in the 90s? Oh, my goodness. Um, I didn't do too much clubbing, but you know, I used to run a club called Club 559. And two Oh, my God. You know, we, 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 you know. What about Crow's Nest? You know, Crow's Nest was a joint. Ah! I went to Crow's Nest and I knew. 112. 112. 112. Uh, you don't remember Cisco's and Marco's? Did no, you? I don't. Okay. No. Club 720. Uh, 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 Club Illusions. Yeah, I, on I have yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You were talking about good clubs, man. But I, I didn't do too much clubbing, but I was in them. You right. know, I was in them. Right. And, and the club in Atlanta scene was just, I mean, but 559 was the joint. Oh my God! You know we have, we have we have this compassion with like eight hundred people. Yeah. You know, we got twenty five hundred now. You know, you can't <laughs> dance. You know, Joker's moving like right. this. So the fire chief will come in. You know, with his, with his ticket book hidden yeah. on the side of his pants. Hey Bruce, how many do you think you got in there? I say, I say I think about eight hundred. You know, I say, but we let five in and five out every time five come out. We let five in. We got twenty five hundred people now. You know? <laughs> so I say, look, I see you hungry. You know what I'm saying? Right. He said, well, yeah, I can eat some chicken wings or something. I said, I get my girl to fix some lemon pepper with some fries and a beer. And um, and I'm going to tell you how. I don't want nobody to take this, but this is how we used to do our business. And we get in the office, and I had to own it. And I say, hey, man, did you ever send that money to that church that we supposed to sponsor? Uh, he said, no, I didn't send it. 
I said, what church you go to? This is why I asked the fire right. chief. He said, I go to First Baptist Church of Roswell. I said, well, look, we were going to give $5,000 to this church for the uh, choir to get some robes and stuff right, right there. I said, well, I said, well, I just write the check, and you just put the name of your church on there. Every time the ch check come back, his name was on it. But he knew what I was doing. Right. Because he could have wrote me a check for $50,000 right. that I had to pay. Right. But he hit me like every three months. Bruce, how many you think you got in there? He looked. I said, well, I don't know about 800. Ain't right. Many. You know what I'm saying? But I knew, what the, I knew the game to play. And he'd always say, that's a good man right there. Right. Because I knew what I was doing. Right. Yeah. But you had to play the game. Man, what's that uh that club on Ponce? Ponce Leon. Was it um it's, I remember strip club. Was it strip club or was it Dugan's? No, not Dugan's. Dugan's where you got the wings. Yeah, the wings. Walk down the back the back. You know uh where the old women the old women be there. On Ponce Leon. Yeah, on Ponce. Wow, let me I I can't think it's right on the tip of my tongue. Cause we know we got the famous ones. You know you got you got magic. Uh huh. Got you got blue flame. Blue flame. You, you got strokers. Yeah, you got Nicky's. Nicky's on Ella Street. Yeah. Uh, you got body tap. Yeah. You got uh follies. You got pink pony. You got mm -hmm. cheetah. Man, what's the name of that? Was it gentleman club? Nah, the gentleman. Uh -huh. But that, but they had like a, they got like a, a, a eighty year old in there. Stripper. Yeah. She ain't got no cane, dude. She <laughs> <laughs> got no teeth either. Ain't got no teeth. That's my kind of girl right there. Yeah. Man. Oh, Ponce Leon. Yes. Google that right quick for me, CJ. You don't mind, do you, CJ? Oh, you said the name of I, I can't. It's on, it's on Ponce. Ponce Leon. Gentleman Club on Ponce. Yeah. You, oh, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? He know exactly what I'm talking about. He done been there. I've been there, too. I, I, had, to see, I had to see him. I had to I had to. Claremont Lounge. Claremont. Now, she don't, yeah, you know what I'm talking He ain't never told me that. Yes, he, he, you, he, he, hey, he You heard what he said to me. He, he, he whispered to CJ. Whispered, like, he ain't want you to hear me. Like a church on me at Claremont Lounge. It, 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 it used to be a whole hotel. <laughs> <laughs> the Claremont. He whispered it. Yeah. I mean, he got to talk with me. <laughs> he never told me that, man. Bruce, you are real popular with the rappers. Yeah. Too Short put you in a song. Remember Magic City before Freak Nick, before... Police started yeah. to get all weak. All the big girls get loose with it. All the skinny girls let Bruce. Bruce, Bruce hit it. Yes, sir. Biggie had a song. He hypnotized. He said, Bruce, Bruce, who do something to us? Talk goes through us. Girls want to do us. Screw us. Who? Me, Poppy, and Puff. That was Biggie. Rest in peace. Man. Yeah. And I met him in Jacksonville, Florida. Right. And I was on stage messing with the crowd as usual. And he said, this dude is funny, man. This dude is funny. Right. And he told me, so I'm going to put you down. And, you know, you don't think nothing of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we hear the song and it was Biggie. Why have you become such a cultural hit with the rapper? Because people love me. And then I know them. And and I'm friends with like Outkast. Outkast, right. let me tell you, Outkast put me on the map. I, if I tell anybody anything different, I'd be lying. When we did So Fresh and So Clean, right. we did a video with them. Right. And uh, I'm going across stage with the lavender suit on right. and everything. Not knowing uh, what this video is going to do for me, but... When I when they called me for the video, my manager's like, how much are we going to charge them? I said, absolutely nothing. I said, he said, why? I said, because, first of all, I know them. Right. I said, second of all, they're hot. They're going to show this video every day for the next six months, 10 times a day. Right. I said, trust me when I tell you, we're going to get paid. Probably not up front, but on the back, back end, in. we're going to get paid. And when I, when I did that for Outkast, it was the best thing I ever could have did. Then I ended up, by me not charging them, I did a movie with him called uh, Who's Your Caddy? Uh, Idlewild was first. Mm -hmm. And then I did Idlewild. Mm -hmm. I mean, and Who's, Who's Your Caddy? Caddy? And 
they put me on the map again. Right. Which was great. Mm -hmm. And I met great people. I never forget when I met Mr. James Avery that played the Fresh Prince. Right. Uncle on, on but one of the best guys I ever met in my entire life. Friendly. Right. And we just kicked it off so good. We was joking the whole time. But Outcast, big up to him. If they do a Who's Your Caddy too, I want to be you there. there. Yeah, I want to be there. You got anything you want to promote? You got a tour coming up? You got a drink? Hey, look, I didn't want the church members knowing anything about the stripping thing. I'm thinking about going back at it. So if you <laughs> see me out there, I'm letting you know your butt going to be out there. But no, you know, the whole month of um, just going Bruce Bruce, my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is at my Bruce Bruce, at my Bruce Bruce. And tell me your likes and your dislikes, because if it's something you dislike, I can fix it. Bruce, love and respect. It. Thank, Thank you, man. man. Thanks for your time. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.